This is Wavy Gravy, Hippie Icon, and Flower Geezer. And you're listening to On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Welcome to episode 45 of On Screen and Beyond. This is Brian Zemrak with you. And uh, this, as I said, was episode 45, and we have a guest for you, a 60s icon, the announcer for... Woodstock. It's the 40th anniversary of Woodstock this year, and we have the announcer who is there for all the Woodstocks that have come since then also, and he is here. He is going to be talking about Woodstock. He's going to be talking about what went on there, things that he's up to now, a whole lot of stuff. It's a great show. Stick around for that wavy gravy right here on On Screen and Beyond, and it's going to be on the interview segment coming up in just a few minutes. So stick around for that. It's going to be a trip you will not want to miss. And also, if you look on onscreenandbeyond.com, you can find some uh, filmmaker interviews at uh, Filmmaker's Corner, uh, one of our pages that we have. And we have a whole bunch of filmmakers who we interviewed while we were at the California Independent Film Festival. And we have posted those up there. And you get some insight into some great little movies and what they're up to. And it's all here on On Screen and Beyond. Coming up next, remakes right here on On Screen and Beyond. Please hang up and try again. Well, as far as Remake Madness, it's kind of slim right now, but they're looking to remake Predator, this time with Robert Rodriguez at the helm. And the original was a 1987 film which starred Arnold Schwarzenegger and Kyle Weathers, and the Alien film is set for a July 7th, 2010 release. So keep an eye out for that one. That's about it for Remake Madness here on On Screen and Beyond. Coming up next, we're going to be looking at upcoming movies right here. Upcoming movies, looks like Bruce Willis will star in a film called Inventory, in which he plays an undercover cop. Something a little different for him, I guess. <laughs> um, and he's pretending to be an AA sponsor in order to catch a murderer. And in 2011, Bruce Willis will also star in Pinkville, in which he plays Army General William R. Pierce as he investigates the My Lai Massacre. And it looks like Mel Gibson does... Uh, he has other, other things on his mind besides his divorce. In uh, November, he will star in Edge of Darkness. And in 2010, he will star in Sam and George, which will be directed by Richard Donner. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to be looking down at Sequel City right here on On Screen and Beyond. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, as far as sequels, it looks like the Teenage 
Mutant Ninja Turtles is set for a 2011 release of a prequel of the 80s and 90s hit turtle movies. And the third in the installment of Twilight Eclipse is already moving along with a selection of a director. David Slade will helm the third film, and Slade was the director of 30 Days of Night. And that, of course, was a vampire movie. Totally different than Twilight, but that's... uh, you know, that's uh, somebody who they have taken as the one who will be in charge of the new Twilight movie number three. All right. And coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to be looking at TV on DVD. Well, TV on DVD coming out on DVD on April 28th, look for Mission Impossible 6 with Peter Graves. Also, The Rookies, The Complete Season 1, and Spin City, The Complete Second City. Meanwhile, Jake and the Fat Man, the second season with William Conrad, comes to DVD on May 5th, along with Caruso, The Complete Series, That Girl, Season 5, and Mythbusters, Collection 4. Then, on May 12th, look for Penn & Teller BS Season 6, Along with, um, let's see, Star Trek, the best, uh, the best of Star Trek, and the best of Star Trek: Next Generation. So there's a couple of uh, compilations that they've made up from the Star Trek series and the uh, Star Trek: Next Generation series for you. And that's about it for TV on DVD. Coming up next, it's movies on DVD right here on On Screen and Beyond. <laughs> Well, movies on DVD, with all this Star Trek stuff that's coming out, uh, you know, the new movie and everything, Galaxy Quest, the deluxe edition, arrives in stores on May 12th. And if you haven't seen Galaxy Quest, it's kind of a fun movie, kind of makes a a little bit of a spoof of uh, the Star Trek conventions and all those sort of things. Stars Tim Allen. It's a good movie. And let's see, the uh, The Grudge 3 also comes your way on May 12th, June 2nd. He's just not that into you. Slides into stores. And on June 9th, The International. And it makes its way into DVD for you. And that's Clive Owen, of course. And then Woodstock, Three Days of Peace and Music, the Director's Cut, 40th Anniversary Ultimate Collector's Edition, hit stores on June 9th. Okay. And, of course, it's the 40th anniversary, of course, of Woodstock, like we said. And we have a very special guest coming up next on On Screen and Beyond because with the 40th anniversary of Woodstock, we have the guy who was the announcer and who knows what else at the festival, the original one back in 1969. It's Wavy Gravy. He's going to be right here talking with us on On Screen and Beyond. Like I said, he was in the movie. He was at the actual concert. And he tells us some stories that you will not believe. And you got to be listening for this one because it's right here on On Screen and Beyond. <laughs> My next guest on On Screen and Beyond is a an icon from the 60s, and his name is Wavy Gravy. Wavy, or Mr. Is it Wavy or Mr. Gravy, or what should I call you? Mr. Gravy, if you're from the New York Times. Uh, 
I have survived actually three Woodstocks. The first one made me famous, and the second two got me paid. Remember, this line was picked by Entertainment Weekly as one of the top entertainment lines of the 20th century. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Good morning. What we have in mind is breakfast in bed for 400000 This is when we introduced hippies to granola. They had never seen it before, and we brought it to them in their muddy sleeping bags. They're laying there in the mud, and we come up with a Dixie cup full of granola. Say, what is this, gravel? <laughs> <laughs> now, all right, you started mentioning the Woodstock, so let's start with that. Take us back to the 60s to give us an idea of what it was like at Woodstock. In 1969, um, it poured, it poured and it poured, and it was that mud that glued people together. It was that mud that had us declared a, a, a disaster area. And once the governor declared us a disaster area, the whole world was watching the world's, at that point, largest rock and roll festival. And we were there, the hog farm, 85 of us in 15 Indians on our own American Airlines Astrojet. And we came out of that plane, and there was all the world press. Oh, the hog farm, you guys are doing the security. I said, my God, they made us the cops. I said to this reporter, well, do you feel secure? He said, yeah. I said, see, it's working. He said, come on, cut the crap. What are you going to use for crowd control? I said, uh, uh, cream pies and seltzer bottles. And they all... Wrote it down. I thought, the power of manipulating the media. <laughs> so, now, with all the, the famous groups that were there, mm -hmm. what was your personal favorite? Who was your personal favorite? The Incredible String Band. Nobody talks about that. You, you, have you heard of the Black Crows? Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, the, Chris Robinson is a real good friend of mine. And uh, as we got to be closer and closer friends, we continue to swap... Uh, Incredible string band tapes and uh, albums. It's a, it's just a group that that uh, that played exquisite music, and uh, it's one of the few things that I got to actually hear at Woodstock, along with uh, uh, Jimi Hendrix, uh, Star Spangled Banner. Yeah, I was just wondering if you could give us a few experiences you've had with the different groups and bands that you've uh, had over the years. But, sir, my chromosomes have amnesia. <laughs> um, I remember uh, Woodstock uh, uh, basically uh, from my moment of, uh, good morning, what we have, and all that stuff. Uh, let's see, uh, uh, the plane ride back from Woodstock. Now, that was interesting. Uh, we took the airplane <laughs> away from the... Uh, 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 stewardesses and agreed with them that when they got close to Albuquerque we'd give them the airplane back and we put on stewardess suits they locked themselves in first class and uh, uh, several of us uh, started cooking omelets I laid on the floor and was reading from Mr. Natural Takes a Vacation Over the Plain PA by Robert Crumb or R. Crumb, as he's known in uh, literary circles. And uh, this hippie dude comes up and he's, Hey man, the pilot's bored. He wants the sitar player in the cockpit. Somebody's toast the pilot. 
So I go running up to the cockpit, and I, I pin the guy. I just look him right in the eye. I says, hey, man, can I steer? And he rolled his eyes, and he leaned back and handed me the wheel, says, fly any way you want as long as you fly American. <laughs> It was an American Airlines Astrojet. we got to give uh, credit where credit is due. Uh, I'm always looking for an airline uh, to fly uh, artists, various uh, saving benefits. So if there's any airlines out there that wants to do a little PR, this is the uh, 40th anniversary of Woodstock, and we're uh, getting ready to do Woodstock number four. The rumors abound. Where is it going to be? Uh, they first thought it was going to be in Berlin and then uh, in, in Little Willits, California. And, and uh, it, it, it was printed in the paper there, Woodstock uh, coming to Willits, maybe. And uh, on our ranch, we do a concert called the Kate Wolf Memorial. Uh, last year, we honored... You, Utah Phillips, the golden voice of the great Southwest. And he stepped on a rainbow and went to Jesus. So to honor Utah Phillips, I told the story of Moose Turd Pie. Well, I was working on the railroad, don't you know, and uh, we got uh, uh, two cars. We got uh, a sleeping car and a cooking car. And uh, in, in the uh, sleeping car is also a whole bunch of tools like long-handled shovels uh, uh, from uh, the Gandy brothers in Chicago. And uh, they used to take those shovels and uh, they put the shovel part under the tie and uh, dance out on the, on the pole. And uh, that was called uh, Gandy dancing. And they'd throw, uh, they'd throw gravel underneath until it leveled off and go on to the next... Uh, rail and tie, and uh, they'd get pretty hungry, and uh, they need a cook, see, and they don't hire a cook, they're too cheap, so uh, whoever complains about the food the last time has become the cook, well, uh, I didn't appreciate my bacon eggs, and I thought it was a terrible mess, and I suddenly found out that I had to be the cook, and I didn't want to be the cook. So I thought and I schemed, and I told myself, Self, you got to go out and discover something that's so disgusting that uh, uh, people will complain about the cooking, and they'll have to be the cook. So I wandered forth, I sallied forth, as it were, into the great meadow where I saw this enormous, enormous turd, this meadow wafer, a giant pizza of a thing, and I took it and I rolled it up to the mess hall and uh, hoisted it into the this pan. It just barely fit, and then I took dough and I covered the top of it in a lattice and I baked it up nice, and, and it was cooked and perfect, and I set it on the table in this ginormous Dude, this uh, railroad dude of John Norman's, I'm hungry. And he slapped himself a slice of moose turd pie and he, 
took his fork and he put it in that mustard pie and he stuck it in his mouth and he said, My God, that's mustard pie! Good, though. <laughs> I just told that in memory of you, Utah Phillips. Now, uh, how about a, a, also a memory for Kate Wolf that our festival is named after and we've done it for 15 years. Kind friends all gathered round. There's something I would say that which brings us together here has blessed us all this day. And love has made a circle that holds us all inside. We're strangers, ours family, and loneliness can't hide. So, Give yourself to love. Tell me. If love is what you're after, open up your heart. Open up your heart to the tears and laughter. Tears and laughter and give yourself to love. Give yourself to love. I've walked these mountains in the rain. I've been up before the wind. I've been up before the sunshine. To watch the day begin. I always knew I'd find you. But I never did know how. And like sunshine on a cloudy day. You stand before me now. So give yourself to love. If love is what you're after. Open up. Open up your heart to the tears and laughter and Give yourself to love. Give yourself to love. Love is born in fire. It's planted like a seed. Love can't give you everything, but it gives you what you need. What come, love comes when you are ready. Love goes when you're afraid. It'll be your greatest teacher. The best friend you have made last time. Give yourself to love. If love is what you're after. Open up your heart to the tears and laughter. And give yourself to love. Give yourself to love. Give yourself to love. Give yourself to love. Give very pretty, nice. Pretty song, no? Yeah, yeah. So you, you, you shoot him, buddy. Whatever you want to talk about. Tell me what you want to talk about. Um, well, I, in the wee morning hours here, so I don't want to hold you up too, too long, but uh, um, somebody had told me that uh, you have, uh, you've known Bob Dylan. Uh, yeah, I remember when Bob Dylan first walked into the gaslight, he was wearing Woody Guthrie's underwear. And he had a sign on his guitar that said, This machine kills fascists. We were doing a hootenanny, and he says, Can I go on? And I just grabbed the mic. I said, Here he is, ladies and gentlemen. Legend is lifetime. What's your name, kid? And we ended up sharing a room up over the gaslight. Hard rain's gonna fall was written on my typewriter. That's a fact. So, um... You want to talk about how I got my name from B.B. King? Did we do that last time? No, no. That's the Texas Pop, Pop Festival. After Woodstock, we had gone back to our uh, 
little uh, quiet 12 acres in Llano, New Mexico, to discover that every hippie in the universe had uh, gone there to live uh, with us. And uh, a lot of them uh, were sincere. Uh, most of them we sent to the Lower East Side or back to uh, the West Village or to the uh, 8th Street. Uh, they had no business being in New Mexico where it's really rough and tough and you got to have uh, a tight act. But, I mean, we got to our place and it looked like a displaced person camp with a view. Yano means high mountain plain and it's very similar to the mountains in Nepal. So anyhow, there were these three chartered buses and they were sent to us by the Texas Pop Festival, and they wanted us uh, to go to Texas and help them out. They were having a problem. They were doing a rock concert and a rodeo at the same time, and there was a little friction. So um, we jumped on the rental buses, happy to get out of there, and skedaddled to Texas. And that's when we found out that our work at Woodstock was really powerful because the papers were coming out, Somebody handed a Time magazine through the window. There's this incredible editorial talking about what we did with uh, people that were having bum trips and all that kind of stuff. So we were seriously moved. We had no idea what we had just driven away from. Uh, the whole world uh, was watching our event, and we knew it was a chance to show the world how it could be if we were in charge. So we lifted ourselves up by our collective bootstraps and we're amazing together. Okay, so we're pulling into Texas and uh, I figure the place to start is at the rodeo grounds and the rodeo clowns. And uh, also I get the Brahma bull riders and everybody and we set to passing these skinny cigarettes around and chatting it up and they uh, uh, take uh, our cause. They say, hey, well, we'll help you with that. Uh, no problem, man. Uh, just, uh, we go over there now. And they all jumped in their cars and we went back to uh, the site of Lake Dallas. And the police were there not letting anybody in with short hair. I said, no, we're in charge now. And these cowboys are our friends. And uh, we moved in and we created this free stage. And uh, I was just about passed out on the free stage when I hear announced, B.B. Uh, King is here with his bus. He's going to play for free. Could we clear the stage? And I, I started to get up, and it was, uh, it was uh, before one of my multitudes of back surgeries. And uh, uh, I'm getting up slow, and I feel this hand on my shoulder. And I look up. And there's B.B. King, and he looks down at me, he says, You wavy gravy? I says, Yes, sir. He says, Well, wavy gravy, I can work around you. And he leaned me up against his amplifier, took out his guitar named Lucille. Johnny Winter came out of the other side of the stage, and they played until sunrise. And it was black, and it was white, and it was blue, and a tiny tip of Texas went to heaven. That's a true story. Hmm. Interesting. There's a man by my side walking. There's a voice inside me talking. 
There's a word that needs a singing. Carry it on, carry it on, sing. Carry it on, carry it on. They will tell their lying stories. Send their dogs to burn our bodies. They would lock us in a prison. Carry it on, carry it on, sing. Carry it on, carry it on. Soon their lies will be forgotten, and their dogs will lie there rotten, and their prison walls, they will crumble. Carry it on, carry it on, sing. Carry it on, carry it on. And if you can't go on any longer, take the hand held by your brother. Every victory gonna bring another. Carry it on, carry it on. Yeah, carry it on, carry it on. There's a man by my side walking. There's a voice inside me talking. There's a word that needs a singing. Carry it on, carry it on, carry it on, carry it on. And that song uh, is written by Gil Turner, who uh, did the first review of uh, Mr. Bob Dylan, uh, published in the Little Sandy Review. Uh, which predated the uh, Sing Out magazine, Sing Out magazine, by quite a ways. So uh, that's my advice to you all: is carry it on, sticking with it is part of it, and putting your good where it'll do the most, and do your best. The Dalai Lama says, uh, uh, "Just do your best," and you can't do more than that. And if you've done your best, don't worry whether it works out or not. Don't be attached to results. Just do it because it needs to be done. And try and have fun while you do it. It's the job of the intuitive clown to turn work into fun. And uh, I, you know, struggle at that and I do my best. Every day I try and be the best wavy gravy I can muster. I learned that from Theolonius Monk. Uh, Everyone is a genius just being themselves. So that's the challenge. So you have your marching orders? Get to work. Get to play. Have fun. Give me an F. F. And cetera. (laughs) U and N. Fun. (laughs) In fact, I run a, a circus and performing arts camp for the last 34 years. And we end every session with uh, waking the kids up with Jimi Hendrix playing the Star Spangled Banner. And they run out of their 17 teepees and have a pillow fight. No headshots. No headshots. Very few tears. And I'm sure Jimmy is smiling down on us every time. Hmm. Uh, Now you've mentioned that. about your camp. Can you give us a little bit of information about that? Certainly. Uh, camp Winter Rainbow is a circus and performing arts camp that I run with my wife, Jahanara. She does all the work and I have all the fun. 
I teach acting improvisation occasionally, and I do uh, uh, evening programs and morning readings. Uh, it, kids learn juggling, tightrope, trapeze, unicycle. Uh, our theater department goes from Shakespeare to improv. Our dance department goes from, uh, from tap and jazz dance to West African dance to hip-hop. It's quite extraordinary. Hmm. Uh, I think it's the, the, the finest kids' camp in the world, and you can find out about it by going to www.campwinterrainbow.org. And I'm wavygravy.net. And uh, also, I do nine weeks for kids. I do one week for grown-ups. For years and years, the parents are saying, Wavy, when are you going to do something for us? Well, I've done it. And we have a Kick the Con film festival, which is absolutely hilarious. We get everybody dressing up as famous people uh, from even fiction or historical. You can be George Washington or you can be George Bush. You know, whatever whatever your fancy takes you. And you get interviewed on the red carpet and blown up on the big screen. And then we have uh, little short films that are kind of stupid. And we have five critics, like a Kurosawa critic, a Truffaut kind of guy, a Spielberg kind of guy. Roger Eggplant is usually getting more and more drunk. It's played by this woman. Uh, some of the, the critics come back year after year. We had 25 uh, hospital clowns from Japan last year hmm. that, that came to camp. Sounds like a fun thing. It's toward the fun. That's our motto. It's big fun or your money back. I guarantee it. But don't come up to me and say, I didn't have any fun, because we will hook you up to a Keeler polygraph and see whether you had any fun or not. <laughs> now, um... You also have an association of uh, the past with the Grateful Dead? Yeah, I just left the Grateful Dead. Actually, we've dropped the Grateful. It's just the Dead now. And they just played Washington, D.C. And the uh, afternoon of the show, they were ushered into the White House and spent two hours with Barack Obama and Michelle and the kids. Hmm. So uh, for years, uh, you you traveled to the different concerts? Uh, what we did is establish a kid zone in uh, the Grateful Dead uh, concerts in this area. We didn't travel around. Every now and then, if I was in another city and they were on, we'd certainly hook up. But at, uh, at uh, local shows, either at the Kaiser or later at the Great Oakland Stadium, we would set up a Camp Winter Rainbow backstage for the Grateful Dead children and their friends. Now, getting back to Woodstock. And that's how we paid for our land, <laughs> babysitting for the Grateful Dead. Uh, getting back to your um, uh, experiences at Woodstock, uh, of all the things that went on, what would you say is the most memorable thing that you can remember from that time? Uh, I was talking down people that were having difficulty with uh, psychotropic uh, uh, ingestion. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, as it got to be dusk, who should pop through the tent but John Sebastian, who had done his own tie-dyes, and Rick Denko, and Bobby Newerth. And they serenaded all these kids that were having trouble with their psychedelics. And it just brought tears to my eyes. Because hmm. nobody paid them to come there. They just uh, 
found their way over. And a lot of Woodstock was like that. I remember Janis Joplin saying, if you got any food left, share it with your brother and sister. And that's the person on your left and the person on your right. And that's the spirit of Woodstock. Yeah. We must be in heaven, man. <laughs> ben and Jerry's. Yum. Ice cream. Now, yum, they, you yum, have an association yum, there. Yum. There's the dessert mantra. Uh, I was teaching improv to uh, a bunch of inner city kids on the San Francisco Marina when Ben Cohen stepped out of the fog, put his hand on my shoulder, and said, We want you to be a Ben and Jerry flavor. Two years and 200 taste tests. And they would mail them different ones to me. Uh, Wavola Grabowski, number 22, always afraid of industrial spying. And these postmen had come into our house shaking and trembling with this box with steam coming out of it. We say, relax, man, it's ice cream. They were in this house of hippie anarchists. God knows what they thought. Uh, it was the dry ice that was doing that, of course. And they finally uh, came up with the flavor. It was a Brazil nut cashew base with a chocolate fudge, hazelnut swirl, and toasted almonds. Yum, yum, yum. The dessert mantra. Yum. I got all of the workers in the loading bay when we, we, we filled the first semi with wavy gravy. And we all laid down on the floor of the loading bay in the dark and went, Yum, 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 yum. And the last one, does, we couldn't stop him from yumming, was Ben Cohen. Yum, yum, Ben, it's over. Yum, yum, yum. Ben, your name is Ben Cohen. It's going to wear off. It was hilarious. All the royalties, and it was about $30,000 a year for eight years, went to send the children of economically challenged uh, parents to Camp Winter Rainbow. That's what it was all about. I never touched a penny of that money. And uh, you understand that when they went public, I got dumped by Unilever. And even though I was the number two flavor. And then they had a contest to see what of all the people, uh, all the flavor, 300 flavors in the graveyard, and everybody voted to see what flavor they want to have resurrected. And I defeated all other flavors two to one. And they had to bring me back for, I think, four months. And then they dump me again because it's the most expensive, complicated flavor known to humankind. So I'm trying to reincarnate as a rainbow sorbet along with the premiere of this movie. I'm having uh, high-level phone calls uh, with, uh, with Walt Freeze. I'm not making that name up. <laughs> he is the head of uh, the marketing uh, for Unilever at Ben & Jerry. And you can reach him at waltfreeze at benjerry, no and, at benjerry.com and say, we want wavy gravy as a rainbow sorbet. It would be healthy and match my teeth. Now, um, before we actually started this, excuse me, this interview, um, you were telling me about your work with uh, the, um, the blind. Seva Foundation. Seva, yeah. Seva is a Sanskrit word uh, for humankind. You can look it up, go seva.org, and I've been putting concerts together for over 30 years. My house band has been the Grateful Dead, and in various dead parts, like always Bobby Weir, who was on our advisory council, uh, to uh, Mickey Hart, always doing things. Uh, his daughter is on teen staff at Winter Rainbow now. 
And uh, let's see, what was the question? <laughs> About your, your work with the... Oh, Seva. Okay. Uh, you understand it, 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 there are hundreds of millions of people in the world that are blind. We've done over 2 million sight-saving operations in the last 30 years. Uh, it's a cataract surgery that we do. It takes 15 minutes, and then we sew a little lens into the eye, a little piece of plastic called an interocular lens. So you don't need glasses. You have 20-20 vision with these things. It used to be if a Tibetan farmer broke his glasses, he was blind again. And it would take days or weeks for him to get to a place to get another pair of glasses. So we championed interocular lenses through the international blindness community. We started in Nepal. We were invited by the His Majesty's government of Nepal. It was such a challenge there. And it, the blindness was 90% reversible. And uh, we couldn't say no. Uh, uh, now we are in Nepal, Cambodia, Tanzania, Tibet with the blessing of the Dalai Lama. We're all over the place. And uh, we have become involved over the last 15 years uh, with uh, diabetes on the American Indian Reservation, which is almost epidemic. And one of the reasons that I've come out here uh, is to hook up with the Maddens that are very interested in diabetes on the American Indian Reservation. We do talking circles of elders, uh, not some hot shot doc coming in and telling them that how messed up they are, but they're telling themselves how messed up they are, and then they hear it from the elders. Uh, we do garden projects. It used to be, if you saw a vegetable in South Dakota, you want to stop the car and take a picture of it. Uh, and uh, bringing back the buffalo. And uh, on the Winnebago Reservation, there is a stud buffalo Named after me, Wavy Gravy, not just an X ice cream and a pretty face. <laughs> now, you were also telling me about your, um, the anthem you were, that the people Okay. Were... Years and years and years of driving around in these crazy painted buses, and people would say, oh, that guy over there is really far out. You better drive over and ask him what he's up to. And rum, rum, rum. We'd go over there, hey man, where's it at? And, Oh, yeah, I'll tell you my stuff and go see old Zeke under the waterfall. He knows some stuff. Rum, 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 drive over there. I'm just driving back and forth across the country. And uh, this song is an amalgam of all those where's the dats. Like if you take a, a candle and you stick it between two mirrors, you get an arc of lights that stretches to eternity. As I said to the mirror the other morning, it's all done with people. <laughs> And this song is that arc of lights. And wouldn't it be neat if the people that you meet had shoes upon their feet and something to eat? And wouldn't it be fun now if all humankind had shelter? Basic human needs, basic human deeds, Doing what comes naturally down in the garden when no one is apart. Deep down in the garden, the garden of your heart and 
Wouldn't it be grand if we all lent a hand so each one could stand on a free piece of land? And wouldn't it be thrilling if folks stopped the killing and started in tilling the land? Basic human need. Basic human needs. You're supposed to sing it with me now. Basic human deeds. Doing what comes naturally. Doing what comes naturally down in the garden. Down in the garden where no one is apart. Where no one is apart. Deep down in the garden. Deep down in the garden. The garden of your heart. The garden of your heart. Not just churches, not just steeples. Give me peoples, help in peoples. Help yourself and work out till the stars begin to shout. Who thank God for something to do? Basic human needs. Basic human needs. Basic human deeds. Doing. Doing what comes naturally down, down in the garden where no one is apart. Deep down, deep down in the garden, the garden of your heart. I wrote this verse for Seva. What a great day it would be if everyone could see, if no one was blind unnecessarily because it's hard yes it's hard to be blind and disabled basic human needs basic human needs basic human deeds doing what comes naturally down in the garden where no one is apart Deep down, deep down in the garden, the garden of your heart. And wouldn't it be fun if the shine down from the sun could power everyone and uranium slept forever in the ground? Basic human needs now, basic human deeds. Doing what comes naturally down in the garden where no one is apart. Deep down in the garden, the garden of your heart. Last verse. And wouldn't it be, and wouldn't it be daring? If folks started sharing instead of comparing what each other was wearing. <laughs> and wouldn't it be swell if people didn't sell their Mother Earth? Basic human needs. Last time with gusto. Basic human needs now. Basic human deeds. Doing what comes naturally down in the garden where no one is up. Deep down, 
Deep down in the garden, the garden of your heart. Ow! That was great. That was really good. Well, what Emory Joseph has done is taken that song and turned it into a gospel rocker with Dr. John and Jackson Brown and Bonnie Raitt and Taj Mahal and Buffy St. Marie and Maria Moldar and countless others singing my song. And I think that someday uh, uh, it'll be online and for 99 cents you can have it and that money would go to make blind people not bump into stuff. Like if 2 million people spent $1, that'd be quite a bit of uh, blind people not being blind. Seva.org, Camp Win a Rainbow. Uh, we're also .org. I'm wavygravy.net. Well, Wavy Gravy, I want to thank you very much for taking the time to talk with us. Uh, it's, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. It's a pleasure to be had. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we've had a lot of guests on On Screen to be on here, 45 in fact, and we have never had anybody like Wavy Gravy. i got to say that. Wavy was something else. He was, he was a great guy to talk with, and he was funny, and he was just a pleasure to have on the show. And uh, I hope you enjoyed that one. And, uh, you know, it was a little strange because we were doing, we actually did two interviews with him. We did one earlier in the day, and then we did one in the evening, the late, late hours. I think it was like 2.30 in the morning that we were doing that one. <laughs> so we sort of pieced them together, and uh, it was uh, it was quite bizarre. It was a little bit different, and uh, but it was a lot of fun, and Wavy was a great guy. So uh, I want to thank him very much for taking the time to talk to us. And let's see, what else we got going on? We are heading up to our 50th show, and we have got a guest for you. And uh, we've got a lot of great guests leading up to it and a lot of great guests coming after it. And we have just just an incredible amount of uh, people who we have talked to, and we're just getting more and more and more. And you're going to have a, you know, really hear some great people talking about their careers. And uh, you get that nowhere else because we have got the... We've got the stars for you right here on On Screen and Beyond. Also, I want to remind you to check out the Filmmaker's Corner at onscreenandbeyond.com. You just go to the first page. You'll see the little button on the left. Click on it. Take you to Filmmaker's Corner. And there we have movies that are coming out, independent films. And uh, some are short. Some are full-length features. But we've got links to those um people's website and you can find out about their films and we've got interviews with some of these filmmakers some of them are the directors or the producers or the um, we have one that's an illustrator one that's the uh, composer a lot of great interviews a lot of interesting people check them out and it's all right here on on screen and beyond so that's about it for now we got another great guest coming your way on the next episode so be sure to stick around for that one it's coming up next week episode 46 coming your way boy they're just flying by now so uh, until next time this is brian saying take care 